This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Just lift up your hands wherever you are standing or watching from this morning. And just begin to bless the name of the Lord out of the depth of your heart. Lift him up and give him all the praise. Thank him for the gift of salvation and for the privilege of fellowship. For the Holy Ghost and even for the gift of life. Just begin to worship him. Sing your own song this morning. Lift up a new song out of your mouth and offer the sacrifice of praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice in him and be glad in it. Oh yes, he is our God and we are the sheep of his pasture. Thank you, blessed Father. Glory to your name forevermore. Hallelujah to God who is and who was and who is to come. The same yesterday today and forever he never changes he never fails his ways are past finding out he's the alpha the omega the beginning and the end we bless you god i have no other god but you I have no, I have no other God but you. I have no, I have no other God but you. I have no God, I have no other God. One more time.
You are the one who sits on the throne. We worship you, we worship you, we do. We cast a crown before the highest royalty. We come undone before. I cast my crown before the highest Praise this morning. 
let your name Lord be glorified for yes you are worthy blessed be your name forevermore and Lord we ask this morning this morning especially this morning that everyone who is sick in the body or who is standing for one with an ailment in the body whatever it is that it bows to your name in the mighty name of Jesus let all flesh be silent and let the thunder of your spirit roar through the assembly for in Jesus awesome name we pray and the people of God will shout Amen Praise the Lord Alright, let's honor God and just remain standing briefly for the reading of the word We're going to be reading from three places in scripture, very short verses The first one is Psalm 111 verse 10 Psalm 111 verse 10 I would love us to read together. If it can be projected on time, I need to run. Let's go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Stop. Let's take it again. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The second place is Proverbs 1, 7. Proverbs 1 and verse 7. Let's take the first part together. What does it say? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Again, the fear of the Lord... And the one I, I like the most is Proverbs 9 and 10. Let's read the whole verse now. Let's go. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. God bless you this morning. You may have your wonderful seats. Welcome to church. I want to begin by appreciating my pastors for this privilege to share God's word with this great church. I'd like us to... When we finish appreciating me, then appreciate my pastors. Thank you very much because that was not for them. Hallelujah. Praise God. You want to try me this morning because that was not for my pastors. I'm trying to see who that was for. Oh, it says it's for the governor of Lagos State. Can we appreciate Pastor Shola and Pastor Abi? Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you so much, Matt. It's a privilege I never take for granted. Praise the Lord. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. Three times in scripture. Although they say in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter shall be established. It does not exactly apply to scripture, but that is not for today. Amen you find it in the word of god it's good for you to go through the scriptures to make sure that what you found is authentic but one word from god is enough to set you on course for life hallelujah is the bible says god has said it, it has said it once twice have i heard it that power belongs to god god saying it and your spirits agreeing with it is enough witness to establish any word in your life praise god are we together it's not the word of man it's the word of god amen all right you know some people feel that they are close to someone only if they can talk to that person anyhow and you know they don't feel they are close to you until they can jump on your head and things like that 
You see, that is childishness. Amen. Some even relate with God this way. They believe it is okay to address God in any way. Just talk to God anyhow. Just say, my paddy. You know, that's the Nigerian version of body. You know, my paddy. Some of you are looking at me like, ah, don't even go there, Pastor Ebele. That's how I talk to God now. Just wait for me. I'm coming. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So some people see it as a sign of intimacy. It's not. It's just childishness. Those who love God, those who love God are the ones that are called mature believers. They never, ever rant or talk anyhow in the presence of God. I'm not saying that you cannot have a conversation with God. I'm not saying that you cannot protest. I'm not saying you cannot even say, God, let's talk about this thing now. I'm not happy. But ranting, ah, you know, maybe you've been on a place called Rant HQ. You know, we import many things into the kingdom. And you think you can just come and talk to God anyhow. That is not Christianity. Praise the Lord. So God loves all his children. But what makes us children of God is that God loves us. But what makes us mature believers is that we love God. Our love for God is the index of maturity. There are certain things that happen to us because God loves us. Hallelujah. And there are certain things that happen to us because we love God. Case in point, all things work together for good to them that God loves. Uh-uh. To them that what? That love God and are the called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. So whenever a mature Christian, a real trained son, a child of God, whom God can say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, that was Jesus, that God said that, the Bible says, though he were a son, I think that's Hebrews 5, 8, he lent obedience by the things that he suffered and being made perfect, hallelujah. If you will show up in life and say, God is my father, there is a training that you must pass through. And when you pass through training, you will keep quiet. Others will be boasting and happy and rejoicing about, about many things. You you will just sit down at the foot of the cross and marvel that you are saved at all. Praise God. You will see someone that has fallen into sin and others will be talking and blabbing about the mercy as she aborted the child. And you will just sit down and say, oh God, have mercy. That comes by training. Your tongue will change. Your speech will change. Your prayer will change. Hallelujah. It takes training and maturity for you not to sleep in the place of prayer. That one you are sleeping and you are shaking your leg. Something has not yet happened to you. That's why you can run before God. When God deals with you, hallelujah, you will become gentle. The fruit of the Spirit is not just what you cultivate, you know, by pouring water and all that. It comes through discipline. And love, joy, peace, patience. God will deal with you. You, you see, the seed of the Spirit, the seed of God abides in you. But for the fruits to come out, hallelujah, you need to pass through what is called the school of the Spirit. Unfortunately, many believers have, have begun to tell themselves that the church is a hospital for sinners. See, we are all sinners. Are we not all sinners saved by grace trying to make it? I've never, ever read that in my Bible. Hebrews 3 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. I've never seen upon this plot I will build my hospital and, 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 and some will respond to treatment and some will not. I've never seen Jesus saying he didn't come. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature, the Bible says. You are a holy nation, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God. I've never seen you are, you are, you know, you are some sinners, you know, in the hospital with attestinate and flagell. I've never seen it in my Bible before. Hallelujah. But some people just tell 
tell themselves that, you know, because they want to stay in that state where they just say, you know, we're all sinners. Even the pastors, you know, Nadem, uh, holy past, they're all hypocrites. Nadem, they sin past, all those pastors. Hallelujah. But that is not what the word of God says. Praise God. When you find yourself in that state, what you need is maturity. What you need is growth. Hallelujah. So let's look at certain things in scripture. Abraham, James chapter 2 verse 23. Abraham, James 2 23. Let's look at what God called Abraham here. And let's read together. Let's go. And the scripture was fulfilled, which said, I can't hear you. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called what? The friend of God. Someone say the friend of God. Let's see how the friend of God talked with God. Let's open our Bible to Genesis chapter 18 verse 23. Hallelujah. Genesis 18 verse Verse 23 and then let's i'm going to read and abraham drew near and said will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked let's go on verse 24 and peradventure there'll be 50 righteous within the city this was abraham pleading over sodom and gomorrah his cousin lot was in sodom and gomorrah and god was about to destroy those two cities because their iniquity was so much and this is abraham talking with god verse 25 let's see how abraham talks with god and let's go on verse 26 and the lord said let's go on verse 27 and Abraham answered, Behold, I have taken upon me to speak unto, unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Verse 28. Verse 29. Let's go on. Verse 30. Look at what it says again. Oh Lord, do not be angry and I will speak. Verse 31. Behold, now I have taken upon me. This is how Abraham was talking to God. Oh God, don't be angry. I am but dust and ashes. The Bible called him the friend of God. Let's see another friend of God, how he spoke. Let's open to Exodus 33, verse 11. This man's name, very popular prophet in the Old Testament. His name is Moses. The Bible says, and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto who? Unto his friend. In the same book, Exodus chapter 18, you will see how Moses spoke to God. Exodus 33. Exodus 33, beg your pardon, 11, Exodus 33, 11. This was when Abraham, um, Moses was talking to God and saying that, Lord, you know, um, hmm. let's go on, verse 12. Look at what he says here. Moses said to the Lord, seest, see, thou seest unto me, bring up these people, and you have not told me who you will send with me. Yet you say, I know you by name and I have found grace in your sight. Let's go on. Very quickly. Now therefore I pray you, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way. That I may know you. That I might find grace in your sight. This is how those that know God talk to God. Listen, some people say, you know, pastor has said this many times. That when I see Jesus, I'm going to ask him, why did my sister, why did my grandmother, why, how come, what were, were you writing in the sand when the woman was caught with that? What did you say to the person on the right side of the cross? When you see Jesus, have you seen people that saw Jesus in the, old, in, in, in the Bible before? The Bible says that John saw Jesus in Revelation. He said he turned and saw one that was shining like the sun. And so on and so forth. This was John that laid his head. He was called John the Beloved. He laid his head on the, on the chest of Jesus. All right? Even so that Da Vinci said, Yanin does. All right? You know? And he saw Jesus. The Bible says he fell on his face as one dead. Hallelujah. All the questions will flee from your mouth because all the answers, Jesus is the answer. When you see him, you have questions. The Bible says, oh, that we, will, we, that we will be like the angels in heaven. Praise God. 
all right this is how they talk to god you know there's some people that say you know don't 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 compare us to abraham and moses you know we are not friends of god you know they, they can't even sing that song they don't sing that song i don't know what is revelation revelation not kill us in in the, in the 21st century pentecostal church don't sing i am a friend of god no no say i am a son of god see sonship and friendship are, are not the same thing you can be a friend and not have the benefits of a son but you can be a son Bible says the hair as long as he is a child is not different from a servant hallelujah because because he does not know what the father is doing hallelujah jesus christ said you are my friends from now on because you now know what i am doing praise god you can be a son and not be a friend god does not want you to only be a son but to be his friend hallelujah he does not want you to only be a son but to be a servant seven sons are mature believers are we together praise god said no no don't call us servant of lord go and check all the apostles all of them that walked with jesus you see how they began their their epistles paul a servant paul even say a born servant peter a servant of lord jesus christ john said i i i i am a fellow servant all right i was in on the island of patmos and i received this revelation james was the half brother of jesus i mean mary gave back to him the same Mary that gave back to jesus look at how it's james chapter one verse one let's look at that one james one verse one how do, what does he call himself i mean jesus was his brother they ate from the same pot you know say james a an eater of the same from the same pot with both head beings of god that's not what he says he says a servant of god and of the lord jesus christ seven sons are mature believers friendly sons are mature believers praise god so you can't think i'm a friend of god don't sing it I me mean, i sing it and I, I have a wonderful time and when i finish singing it i start singing i am a son of god so it's double for me you'll be singing one praise god so let's see how the son of god how the son of god praise god how he prayed when he was going through suffering this was the greatest suffering he had ever passed through he was praying and he was saying that lord let this cup pass over me how did he do it luke 22 verse 41 Luke 22, 41. What, what, what does the Bible say there? The Bible says, and when Jesus was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, what did he do? He knelt down. Jesus knelt down and prayed. Look, let's see the prayer so that you know what he was praying. Verse 42. He says, Father, if thou be willing. This was when he was about to go to the cross. He was in great agony and he knelt down. Let's see Matthew 26, 31. Matthew 26, 31. Oh, it's not possible to finish this thing today. Praise God. What do I say? Matthew 26, 31. Did I get that right? Verse 32. Let's see. In the same place, okay, I, I missed that. In the same place in Matthew, Bible says that Jesus Christ laid face down on the ground when he was praying. You know, some people will say that, you know, how can you, you know, how can you, he didn't cross his leg and say, you know, daddy, you should have think I'm now, make me drag this thing, ah. How we go cross? I, I, this thing did too much. Oh, this was the Son of God, and He knelt down and put His face on the ground and said, "Lord, if it's Your will, let." This is how those that know God talk to God. Are we together? Praise God. Hallelujah. That is how intimacy works. That's how they prayed in Acts chapter 4, the apostles. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 3, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father, of whom the whole family on, on earth and in heaven is named, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Didn't Paul understand the fatherhood of God? 
Some brothers say, no, how can you kneel down? Do you, does your son kneel down to ask things from you? How can you now kneel down to be asking things from God? That is okotomia. That's rubbish talk. It is what they call yen, 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 yenism. Yen, 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 yenism means that it is the, it's, it's called practical nonsense. You, it's yen, 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 yen. You must count, it must be five. Yen, yen, yen is just nonsense. Five years is absolute nonsense. How can you kneel down to your father? How can you your son? That's rubbish. That we are talking about the creator of the universe. Ah, yeah. You will come to you will come to touch and you will say, you know, you will say, down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most high place. You know, some songs we sing, they, they are writing them down. On judgment day, they will ask you, you sang this song. So what's the problem? How can you oh God? Was it just a nursery rhyme you were singing? Praise God. So those people are, are mistaken. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor. You see, this thing is a spirit. It's called the spirit of the fear of God. One of the things that made Jesus successful was that he had the fear of God on him. Isaiah 11 verse 1, let's look at it. It talks about the ministry of Jesus and the sevenfold spirit that came upon him. It says, they shall comfort a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Verse 2, what does it say? And the spirit of the Lord, say one, shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge. Number seven, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8. Though he were a son, talking about Jesus, yet lend he obedience by the things which he suffered. Verse 9. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. Let's look at verse 7. Verse 7. Hallelujah. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, how did he pray? With cross legs and posing. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers with supplications, with cross legs and posing unto the Father that was able to save him from? That's what it says there. With strong crying and tears. Hallelujah. That is maturity. That is growth. Hallelujah. The Bible says that likewise the spirit helps our infirmities you know he says with candy that cannot be finished with pizza no with groanings that cannot be uttered groanings that cannot be uttered charles Spurgeon said are prayers that cannot be refused if you have never gone on your knees before and you are weeping not for yourself but for your neighbor but for your boss that almost slapped you yesterday that is not saved but for that muslim that is in your office that is so lovely so complete so full of panache and charisma but is not saved that soul is in danger. And you wake up in the morning, you cannot sleep. Uh, we're praying this morning, and Pastor Abby was telling us how she woke up early in the morning and she was praying for certain people. That is mature Christianity. Not every time you're crying, you're saying, Lord, where will I get this job? <laughs> the angels will just be playing Ludo and ten ten around you. Say, like, when will I get this job? I'll look for something to rhyme with that song. They'll just be rhyming around you. Because you are just starting. So what is the fear of the Lord? There's a story I like telling about the fear of the Lord because I can say that it's Mona. I, I really want you to get this story. The story is of, the story of a of a of a man called Aderokpo. What's his name? Aderokpo was a member of a church, not this church. If your name is so called, I'm not talking about you, but maybe you can learn something from it. He was a vibrant brother, a tongue-talking, spirit-filled, fantastic guy. Hallelujah. 
everybody, I watched something on the windows on Facebook some weeks ago about a guy that, that, <laughs> that died. And everybody was like, ah, mommy, don't worry. His mother was crying. Mommy, don't worry. You know, he's in heaven. He was such a giver. Always had a word of encouragement. I don't know if you saw that clip. And meanwhile, the guy had this thing where he was just seducing girls in church. And apparently he died. He was hit by a car. And he was actually, you know, he came, he asked the ladies to come to his house to, to learn piano lessons. And, you know, he started toasting her and all of that. You know, now, you know, and when he felt as he was, he was getting his way, he ran to the pharmacy to buy, you know, CD. And as he was coming back, the car hit him. And an angel came to say, oh, he's giving for man to die once. After that is judgment, you know. And then the story, very, very wonderful uh, skit. How many of us know the windows? All right, so go and watch that one. So, Adiropo was like this guy, fantastic brother, tongue talking, demon casting, even later on the sick, full of faith and all of that. But he just could not stop sleeping with ladies. That was his testimony. That was his story. That was his song. Don't sing it, oh. So he had prayed about it, cried about it, fasted about it. He had confessed about it. He had done 21 days fast, 40 days fast, and so on and so forth. Nothing had worked, so he just concluded that it was his weakness. It was his weakness. Hallelujah. On this particular day, on this particular day, the color of his weakness was a wonderful lady called Bibanke. What's her name? All right. If your name is so called, please, I'm not talking about you. Hallelujah. Sister was not his wife, but she loved God. In fact, is a devotion to God. He's attracted to women, you know, that just love God. You know, that's part of the attraction. And they were getting closer and closer. They were in the same church, in the same department, in the same, you know, department. All right? And they became closer and closer until they ended up closest. Praise God. And in fact, he was already lying down on the bed. And Adirakwe was, you know, already removing his clothes and all of that and getting ready to, you know, do the unmentionable. And he was wondering, how can I ever stop this? This is just my weakness. God understands. And she suddenly said, the lady suddenly said that, you know, Adirapu, he said, yes, no, no, don't talk now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not don't say anything. He said, I, I, I love you. I just want you to know that, you know, I've been living with HIV for the past two years. Adirapu jumped out of the bed and said, you said what? You've been living with what? He said, she said, no, 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 no. What did I just, I'm just telling you because I love you. I love you. I, I just, I don't want you to find out later. No, I'm fine. I've been getting treatment. I was already zipping up and, you know, he was already dressing up and all of that. You know, the self-control that had been entering into voicemail and had been out of his reach, just zoomed in from Jupiter and jumped into his soul. All of a sudden, the fear of HIV became the fear of the beginning of wisdom. Where did he get the self-control from? Uh, no, Adirapo, don't go. You know, uh, I'm, uh, the guy was right. I'll see you at prayer meeting on. Their own prayer meeting is on Friday. It's not this church. <laughs> it entered into his spirit, soul, and body. He became celibate for the next few days. All the attraction he felt for that lady just dried up. Hallelujah. The fear of HIV was the beginning of wisdom. But what did Jesus Christ say? Let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Matthew 10, 28. Jesus said, Do not fear those who do what? Who do what? Who kill the body, but are not able to do what? But rather fear him who is able to do what? Destroy both soul and body in hell. So this guy knew the terror of HIV, but he did not know the fear of God. He was afraid of that which would destroy his body and make him sick in this world. 
but he did not know that which could destroy him soul and body you know you know people say you know that how can a son be afraid of his father i told you that's nonsense that's absolute nonsense all right we're not talking about being afraid we're talking about the fear of god we're not we're not talking about trembling and shaking before god the bible says that the demons they tremble and they shake before god but they are still demons hallelujah we're not talking about being afraid when they say that there's joy you know there's a uh, um, december 31st some people cannot sleep in their houses because they think that jesus will come when there's a heavy rain when they're in, in an airplane and there's turbulence when they're on the road and the car is shaking they say lord forgive me all my sins that's just fear that's not the fear of god those that are, that fear god they fear nothing else to fear god means that god becomes your priority it means that when god says sit down you sit down and when he says stand up you stand up some people don't know that that if you if your child fears you and does not love you you're doing something wrong and if your child loves you and does not fear you you are doing something wrong your child has to it can save that child's life when you say stop and your child says, is daddy really saying stop is that really saying, i'm still going he can die for that hallelujah hallelujah to fear god means to tremble at his word it means that no matter how you feel when god says this is what you should do you do it irrespective of what the world thinks irrespective of what your family thinks what your friends are saying what is trending that is the fear of god are we together it's not a sunday thing it's not a it's not a sunday morning thing it's a posture you take once and for all this is my final bus stop the word of god is my final authority hallelujah it means to submit yourself your ego your opinions your preferences your likes your dislikes your will your habits your life that's how jesus lived john 5 and verse 30 i can of my own self do nothing as i see from the father that's what i do that's the fear of god are you praying and not getting answers are you tired of a habit that is taking control of your life are you tired of telling lies you i will not do it again before they ask you a question where are you coming from it has already come out pray for the fear of the lord are you tired of struggling with wrong thoughts pray for the fear of the lord is it difficult to fast and pray pray for the fear of the lord is it hard to forgive others pray for the fear of the lord are you finding do you find it easy to take advantage of others pray for the fear of the lord if you have one life outside when everyone is watching and another life inside when no one is you are different pray for the fear of the lord if you are always afraid you are afraid when you are going out you are afraid when it's dark pray for the fear of the lord hallelujah because the bible says that when you sanctify the lord and you make him your fear you will fear no other thing praise the lord can you say to your neighbor say neighbor the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding hallelujah thank you for being a part of our broadcast 
You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.